This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it Jesus just rose again Listen to the kids Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert, and today we have a story with the man behind at Did Yandi Drop, Jackson himself, who has been entertaining for over a year now, or almost a year now. It was uh, yeah. November of 2018 you got going. Jackson, thanks yeah. uh, thanks for being here. Hey, you know, thanks for having me. It's... uh. Uh, an honor to be here really uh, I've been listening to you guys for uh, quite some time actually and you know really enjoy the breakdowns of the songs and whatnot and uh, when I've been listening to the story is uh, it's always funny to me because you got all these you know guys on that are like yeah I've you know worked with Kanye on a few tracks or yeah you know I'm like uh, I'm a rapper in New York City and you know I'm working my way up and I'm here like hey <laughs> I run an account on Twitter that says no every day <laughs> So, but, but yeah, no, it's, that's one of the cool things about the story is though, it's just like, I don't know, you get a variety of people that all have this experience with Kanye's music and getting to see from just, uh, you know, we've interviewed just fans that just want to talk about their Kanye experience Mm -hmm. to recently Mike Dean, which was really cool. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, that one was awesome and everything in between. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have you on, and it's just it's funny because I remember when your account first got going, <laughs> seeing the updates, and it's it's been fun watching the humor escalate over time and the <laughs> drama of the account, and I've well, always been very uh, entertained and impressed by your diligence with it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, um, yeah. When I first started, I so I started it. Uh, it was uh, no, it was November last year. I think it was like it was either right before, or right after Black Friday. You know when Kim was like, "Hey, it's dropping today, guys." <laughs> Seriously, spoiler. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was on Xbox with some friends, and one of them was like, "Hey, you should start one of those accounts that just says like no every day," because you know there's a bunch of those accounts on Twitter and just every social media. Um, and so I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And I started it, and I think first couple of days I probably had like ten followers of which like seven were my friends. So, you know, I was, I was like, yeah, this is just be like some stupid joke thing. I keep running for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, just some people actually started finding it funny. Uh, and so I was like, all right, I'll start being a little more creative with it and not just say no every day. And so, uh, <laughs> there've been some days where I sit there for a few minutes thinking about like, Oh, what am I going to do today? Am I going to be like creative and funny or am I just going to say no? And so there's some days you can tell I'm pretty lazy about it, but <laughs> I try and be at least uh, 
you know, worthwhile so that people, you know, like when I show up on their timeline instead of being like, oh, this guy again. Yeah. Can he say something else other than no? <laughs> yeah. No, I, th I think, um, I don't know. I think it helps to kind of have like that, you know, personality or character sort of to the account rather than just no, 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 et cetera. For... Yeah. There's <sighs> just having no can get you some some followers and there's that initial mm -hmm. novelty like this is funny but it's when yeah. you start adding in the personality that people are like you know what i'm gonna stick around for this <laughs> yeah i like to think so i try and you know i've had like images videos uh you know uh, i'll make like kanye lyrics into you know yandi related things so it, it's always pretty good and i especially i think the uh, probably my favorite part about running is actually like the people who like interact with it you know and make jokes off of it too uh, those are, those are always great to see. <laughs> I'm looking back at like the original posts and it was just no, 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 no. And it wasn't until November 27th, you had your first meme <laughs> that was the, uh, Mo from, uh, the Simpsons being like, not today, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> but you can, you oh, can man. see the difference in likes just, you know, you've been getting mm -hmm. kind of a constant 200 and then that one goes up to 440. Yeah, uh, just a different experience with it. Was that kind of a moment where you're like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the first time I was like, I'll, I'll do something, you know, kind of funny or whatever. And it was like, because, um, you know, I've got like group chats and stuff and I'll just send like reaction images. So I'll be like, hey, why don't I do that? Like actually on Twitter. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that first time it got uh, a pretty decent jump in likes. And I was like, okay, all right, I might actually have something here. And so I'm like, they seem to enjoy, you know, the photos or like creativity stuff that you can like tell the effort was put in at least. Um, and so I was like, I got to start doing that now because I could tell there was a very different uh, interaction rate between like if I was just like, no, or like, hey, guys, no, but like in a joking way. <laughs> so what uh, had you yeah, always been interested in social media? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Um, I've I've always liked social media. I've um I've never taken it too seriously, uh, like some people seem to. But um, I you know I I think it's just a great place to just be able to you know joke around and have a good time, especially on Twitter. That's by far the, my favorite one, by the one I'm on most. Yeah, even before Yandi. <laughs> there's so much uh, interaction on Twitter. Like Instagram comments, I feel like are such a hassle to try to, like, deal yes. with, go through, be entertained by. Yeah. And to me, you know, I, I think in on every social media platform, there's some element of, you know, self-centeredness and kind of not narcissism, but like, you know, that kind of idea um, where you're like, hey, me, you know, <laughs> check out me and like my life and how cool I am. Uh, but I feel like that's, you know, more apparent on Instagram with, you know, photos and stuff like that being the basis of the platform. But on Twitter, I found that a lot of people uh you know, are more willing to joke around, have discussions, you know, talk about things in uh, legitimate manners, which I, I've always really enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, the people I've met through the account have been great. <laughs> There's people that I would have never known. Uh, and, I mean, including you guys, you know, uh, talking to you and interacting with you on Twitter has always been really fun. Um, and so, you know, it's been a pretty good experience, I think. Same. It's I've, I've enjoyed... <laughs> Like the daily updates, and it's one of the things. Like every time it would pop up, or I'd see it, I'd be like, "Yes, like good." <laughs> I 
Yeah. And then the account growing to it's currently at 11,600 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point did it start to feel more than you expected? <sighs> That's tough. So so this, the growth was pretty slow at first, um, which is to be expected because, you know, it's hard to actually get yourself noticed. But I think I made a post on like the Arcanya subreddit and uh, I was like, hey, guys, I made this account. And it was at like 30 followers or something like that. And I was like, hey, guys, I made this account for about Yandi. You should follow it, you know, kind of like half joking. And I expected most people to tell me to just like just like leave, be like, stop self-promoting and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the Internet. But um no, people responded pretty well, and I think over the next like two days, I gained like four or five hundred followers from it. That's you know, amazing. It got like yeah, it got to like the top of like the hot page on Kanye for a second, and it was. Uh, I think that was like the first moment I was like, "Hey, this could be something." And then after the first like, well, I think once I hit a thousand followers, I was like, "All right, now this is actually like a serious thing now that I've got to like devote time to." <laughs> so, <laughs> did you did it ever start to tilt from? Uh, easy entertainment into more of a burden. I'm sure there are days where you're like, I don't, I don't want to. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, there've been a. I've tried to be vigilant, but I'm. I know for a fact there have been at least like three or four days that I have just completely forgotten to tweet. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I always try and at least put something out in the day, and whether that's at like 11:58 at night or like four in the morning or something, when I'm like, I'll just get it done. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, and some days you can tell the creativity is running pretty low. But, um, you know, I've always been entertained by it. And I never really thought of it like a burden. Um, you know, I, I do think eventually I probably want to switch it to something else. You know, do something else to the account because I don't want to just be saying no for like the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, or, you know, if an, if an album drops out, hey, cool. But there's just got to be some after, I think. And I don't want to set up a bot to do it because, again, I think the character probably plays into the account's fun and novelty, you know. Yeah, and what a blow to the ego if you set up a bot and it just continues to be, like, it reaches 50,000 followers and you're like, son of a... For real. <laughs> and it's like, I could have I could have done so much more. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you think that bot's entertaining? Like, let the real Jackson I... be back. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's that's what really would have been a slap in the face. I set up a bot and then it just explodes. And it's like, <laughs> cool. They didn't even like me. Awesome. <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. It's funny, like for our Kanye being kind of a, a launching point, that was really, I think, for our podcast too, like uh, a pivotal part of the development because we mm-hmm. were still getting back in 2015, even when Life of Pablo like right before Life of Pablo was coming out, we still had days where we were getting zero plays whatsoever on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was through the interaction, just posting and connecting with people on our Kanye that the podcast mm-hmm. really started getting some yeah. legs, getting some listeners, getting some consistent fans. And our Twitter account, I think, was kind of born from from that interaction as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, if I th- it might have been through the I think it might have been through the sub that I found you guys too. Um, I think I saw you guys like replied to a post or something and it mentioned your podcast and I went and looked it up and I was like, oh, hey, this this is good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'd say uh, besides like uh, the dissect podcast, probably you guys are the one I listen to the most often. I think. Hey, nice. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. A little 
little ego boost. <laughs> it, it's just uh, it's it's funny how they're like our Kanye and uh, KTT have both been so mm. I think instrumental for a lot of the outgrowth of the Kanye community onto just different platforms or yeah. even just with different personalities within the Kanye community. Yeah, I've I've heard so much about KTT, but I've never actually like been on there before. Oh, it's it's a madhouse. Yeah, no, I've heard I've heard it's like it's like if you took the Kanye sub on like album day and like ramped it up to eleven. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, and you have no nested comments. Mm-hmm. So imagine everybody trying to like respond to each other in just like yeah. a linear thread. Like Oh man. Can't follow any of this, but <laughs> they have their own method to their madness. No, yeah, it's fair. And it is uh it is fun to see kind of the different personalities and different like cultures evolve in these like Kanye sub areas. Cause you know, the R Kanye and then KTT and then even on like Twitter and stuff, you'll have different sort of sub communities that all have their different, you know, way of talking about things. Yeah. Have you, is... as being somebody that was involved with R Kanye or uh, just Twitter Kanye community in general, now that you kind of have your own did Yandi drop community in a sense, uh, it's kind of a a slice <laughs> of the Kanye community, fandom. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that it has its own kind of personality and its own rhythm to it? Uh, yeah, sort of. It's you know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of one of those things where it's hard to get a grasp on kind of you know your own you know personal area because you're like, well, I don't have you know, yeah, you know, everyone thinks they don't have like an accent or something. It's like I don't. It's like sometimes I'll be in my community and be like, this is just a bunch of random people, but um, in, you know, like I said, kind of a depressed community. I've noticed there's a lot of, uh, you know, defeatist sort of thinking like, oh, cool. So we're like never getting another album, right? Like that, <laughs> especially around, you know, the whole Jesus is King fiasco that's been happening. And like, is that ever going to come out either? And, you know, so yeah, there's a bit of a culture, I think, but it's, you know, I think it's more, uh, sort of a culture that's played for laughs rather than you know, the actual thinking for the most part. Right. But it's been, uh, I'm sure like a strong inroad just into discussions you can have on Twitter, on other posts and other threads. Like you have 902 tweets. So you've definitely been, (laughs) yeah, no, I've been, I've been a busy, busy man last year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but do you have a, some favorite moments so far from running the account? Oh man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I my the, my favorite post that I made was absolutely the uh, the clown one on uh, Jesus King night like the first night that it was supposed to come out I think it was uh, I think it's I think it's my pinned tweet right now but um, I, I I think I spent probably way too much time making that because I like I downloaded like a bunch of just random like YouTube <laughs> videos along with like clown music and I exported it to Apple Music then went in and changed all the names and the info and whatnot. Uh, only to find out that screen recording wasn't allowed on Apple Music, like it would mute the audio. Oh. So I had to record the video, then export it back to my computer and like add the audio on top. So I did all that for nothing, anyways. Man, but so you had like a full. That sounds like a full evening of just. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably spent like at least like an like an hour and a half or something making that one post. <laughs> and oh man, it was. It was the dumbest thing, but I was just having a great time with it. And I was like, I need to keep doing this because this is going to be hilarious. And 
that's that's the most fun I've had probably making like one post or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, you know, as sad as that whole uh, Jesus is King thing was, uh, that was that was like the most fun time for the account because there was so much going on and so much like speculation and hype. Um, and you know, I was questioning like, is this Yandi? Does it count? Am I free? Am I stuck in hell? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you have you determined? what uh what the answer is for that does it matter <laughs> that's the real question now <laughs> man that's because i don't know I, I put out a poll and it was like 53 47 so it's pretty split um as to whether i should or not it was like 53 yes 47 no um if final results were 55 45 if that's any better really okay all right well i mean it's slightly better but you know uh, I, I was hoping for at least something more decisive either way, but I, I can't complain with the, the will of the people. Yeah. I I don't know. I'd like to lean towards yes, sort of, because I feel like it's, you know, kind of Yandi sort of stripped away of everything but the skeleton and then built on top of that. Um, obviously, it's got an entirely different, you know, sort of theme and, you know, but I feel like there's at least components and ideas from Yandi that were brought over. So I, I see it more of like an evolution, sort of, than a completely different album. But I think that's fair. Like I still very much believe "So Help Me God" is just the early version of "Life of Pablo." Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's fair. He had like a, a vision for it, an idea for it, but was it happy with the first draft? It went back, and what we eventually got was "Life of Pablo." Would mm-hmm. "So Help Me God" have sounded different if like "Piss on Your Grave" really was? on it and some of the other tracks that got thrown out to other people like definitely but that's why it didn't come out yeah that's fair man life of pablo was so that's uh fun fact about me i used to be one of those because life of pablo is the first album that i listened to of kanye's consciously nice like um i'd obviously heard you know gold digger before i'd heard heartless i heard stronger you know kind of the mainstream hits um but before that, I was kind of, you know, keep in mind, I was like 15 or 16 at this time. Um, and so up until that point, I had always, man, I, like through middle school, I was always one of those people that's like, yeah, I don't listen to like mainstream music today. I listen to <laughs> underground bands like you ever heard of Pink Floyd and Queen, dude? That's real music. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're great bands. But um, I was very, I don't know. Uh, holier than thou, I guess, with my music taste. Yeah, you had some pretentious uh, about, or pretensions yeah, about it. Yeah, you know, a little bit of pretend. We've all, a- anyone who's been through middle school hey. knows. <laughs> Guilty of charge but, today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like you got to have at least a little bit of a sense of that to run a music podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I had always kind of just kind of agreed with the mainstream opinion, been like, yeah, rap is just about, like, cars and sex and women and money, uh, you know, and, like, I always thought Kanye was just, like, an asshole who just makes loud music. But then I had a friend um, who was, you know, going on about the whole, you know, fiasco with the life of Pablo dropping and whatnot, because at that point, that was, like, the wildest Kanye rollout. Little did we know what was coming. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so he was talking to me about it and then he showed me. And so the first Kanye song I ever like actively sought out and listened to was ultralight beam. And I'd say if you wanted to get me hooked on Kanye, that was probably like the best start. <laughs> uh, cause you know, I, I remember thinking, I was like, I didn't ever think, 
you know, any music, let alone like rap or Kanye for me at that point could make me feel just the raw emotion that that song made me feel and still makes me feel to this day. That's why it's always been like one of my most, you know, one of my favorite songs of his. <laughs> um, so Life of Pablo is my first. And then after that, I just kind of, you know, went through the rest of the album, sort of hopped around and saw what else I liked. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does yeah. seem like that would have been a great entry point, just given like the epicness of it, and coming mm-hmm. off of say like Pink Floyd and Queen and the heights that they reach and kind of the the scope and scale that they go for, like yeah, going from thinking that rap and hip hop had to have been on a much uh, like thinner level or had less going yeah like on. not as meaningful or something you know yeah and then to hear that you're just like oh 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 <laughs> okay i see yeah yeah no um yeah had i you know no offense to Jesus, love the album and i know you do too uh had i started with Jesus, i mean i probably wouldn't have like immediately been like yes this is guy's great you know <laughs> You mean that on site would it have reinforced your stereotypes <laughs> about? Man, Kanye only makes loud rap. Let's listen to on site to change my mind. <laughs> yeah, you would have to start with uh, like if you were starting with these, as somebody would have to be like, we're gonna start with the song called "Blood and the Leaves" first, then we're gonna come back and I don't know, we'll work through it. Let's, let's put some like bound to in there, you know, a little easy into it. Yeah, shuffle Jesus. <laughs> uh so do you remember what it was specifically uh like emotion wise that resonated with you so strongly about ultra light beam oh man that's tough uh man i don't know i'm i'm not like a religious person but like there was just something about the like sort of gospel-y ish like sort of gospel rap feel about that song that just really like it just got to me. I don't know if it was like, you know, the chorus or like, uh, you know, what it was, but oh man, it's hard to even put into words how that song made me feel. Um, There's such tremendous build going from yeah, a kind of the not fragmentedness, but kind of the uh, space that is Kanye's portion before getting mm-hmm. into the emotion of oh. Price, I forget her first name, uh, and Chance, uh, yeah, heading then into the choir at the end. We were just like, mm-hmm. how the f- how did we get here? Right, right. That choir was like, I think that was probably the biggest moment for me. It, the choir and Chance's verse are my probably favorite moments on that song, um, and that's you know, that's that's still probably my favorite Chance verse even today. You know, I've listened to his whole discography, but. Man, <laughs> and I, I've had the pleasure of talking with Chance uh, on Twitter before. Um, Did you? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I was in a group chat with him, uh, and so you know, people were freaking out or whatever. And I, I just asked him, I'm like, "Hey, 
what's your like favorite verse? And I think he said uh, Ultralight Beam was like either his favorite, if not like top three of his favorites. That's a pretty good moment to have. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was cool. And I also felt validated because I was like, see, I was right. I got taste. I got <laughs> taste. I, I know what I'm talking about. With music. <laughs> so when you when you finished Life of Pablo for the first time and did that, did you still have any doubts or hesitations about how you felt about Kanye? Did it just did the whole album start to finish kind of work for you? Did it take some time to come back to? Yeah, I mean, there were some parts on the album that kind of threw me for a loop for a bit. Um, like, I'm trying to think. Like, if you ask me now, I love pretty much the album front to back. It's right. a fantastic album. At the time, and I think I had, uh, my first listening was on like the, like, quote unquote, like unfinished version, you know, so that might have played into a part of it. But, um, you know, I remember thinking, uh, <laughs> crazy as it sounds, at first, I was not a huge fan of like the Real Friends Wolves kind of, you know, jacklist or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which well, now it was is nice having you on the show so long. No. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll be it for me. Uh, no, but, you know, now listening to it, I'm like, how could I have ever like, not liked this? This is beautiful. Uh, you know, so I like it immediately didn't hit, but. You know, it was one of the, I listened to it and I was like, all right, that was pretty good. That, you know, that was better than I was expecting from it. And then kind of, you know, started to slowly listen to it more and more often. It kind of got more incorporated into like my daily music listening. And after that happened, then I started to branch out into the other albums too. And so. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what stood out to you when you started going through the rest of the albums? Was it kind of a still like a slower process like you'd listen to one here and there kind of like it go on to the next or kind of like have <laughs> um, a weekend where you just run through them all yeah so for me it wasn't so much of running through you know I, I was never i never like listen to an album front to back then listen to the next album front to back it was kind of you know a snippet of dark twisted fantasy here a snippet of late registration here maybe get some eases and maybe get you know um but i do remember that uh, my beautiful Dutch was to fantasy and specifically runaway were like the first couple, it was in like the first couple songs I listened to after Pablo and runaway immediately had me like floored. <laughs> like I, I was immediately, I, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and after that, I think it was like after runaway, I listened to pretty much, that was like the one thing I pretty much listened to like all of my beautiful doctors to fantasy afterwards. And Oof, that, that album was immediately just a love. Um, yeah, I'd say late registration took a while for me to pick up on. I wasn't so high on it at first, but you know, the more I listened to it, and the more I, uh, you know, listened to specific songs, it became one of my favorites. I'd say it's it's interesting having that relationship with Kanye's music because as. Hmm, uh, I'm trying to think of what the egotistical as we felt about like our our idea of Kanye's discography when we first started the podcast, like going back through as often as we have listening to the songs as closely as we have. It's just been fascinating person personally to have the experience of how the albums shift and how the relationship with certain albums changes over time. Um, yeah you can feel closer to one for a period than another or finally click 
I used to rate graduation at the very bottom and be like, yeah, I, I've gone through that too. Where I've been like, I don't know. I just, I just can't vibe with it. Like it's good, but out of all of his albums, you know, it's tough. Cause I, I never want to rank a Kanye album like last. Like if I'm trying to go through and like be like, this is my favorite, you know, this is ranking all his albums front to last. I never want to rank any of them at the bottom. Cause even like the quote unquote worst ones, still some of my favorite albums so it's you know it's tough yeah um, it always always feels bad <laughs> right right and you know that's the thing it's like if you ask there are there are not as that many artists i think except besides like kanye west where you could ask 10 different fans what's your favorite album and or like what order would you rank the albums and get 10 like completely different answers yeah i you know? I, I tried doing the specific album a uh, mm -hmm. point when we were doing a live show at South by Southwest and we had like 40 people in the room. I was like, like, this is how diverse Kanye is, like how people feel about what the best album is. I was like, raise your hand if you think it's this, this, this. And my beautiful dark mm -hmm. twisted fantasy and like 90% of the people raised their hand. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's always fun. I've had people that are like, okay, but that's like the basic pick. And I'm like, yeah, but it's basic because that's like the one consensus one that everyone can agree is near the top. Yeah. I, uh, I, it's just a it's just a masterpiece. Fundamental for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I Depending on my mood, I'll rank the albums completely differently. You know, there are days where I'm like, hell yeah, I need me some Yeezus. And then there are... <laughs> And there are the days when it's like, all right, 808s, your time to shine, you know? <laughs> yeah, those 808s days ones are very cathartic. You're like, all right, oh, that yeah. felt good. That felt good. It felt bad, but yeah. it felt good. <laughs> right. No, I'll have driving down, like driving home from work or something late at night and just have street lights come on. And it's like, all right, all right, we're here now. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to, I'm excited to watch this Jesus is King movie just because I hear there's a, a new rendition of Streetlights on it. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Now you're speaking my language. That That is, oh, I don't know. I, I, for as much as I love that song, I feel like I don't hear nearly enough talk about it sometimes. No, it feels extremely underrated. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's love. Like, there's a, I know there's like a big group of people that loves it, but it still feels yeah. like it doesn't get enough it doesn't get the recognition that like other songs in the album do like, you know, heartless or amazing love lockdown, those kind of things. Yeah. Like it could, should consistently be top three on that album. Yeah. But mm -hmm. everybody has different, I just, I feel defensive yeah, over streetlights. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I, I completely feel that it's, it's tough trying to rank any Kanye song or album because they all bring such different things to the table. And that I think is, that's, um, that's one of the things that really caught me off guard, I think, when I first went through the discography, is how every album has its own, like, distinct sound. Like, if you hear a Kanye song, you can immediately think, okay, that's from College Dropout. Or, like, that one, that one's Kid Seagulls, you know? It's such a range. Yeah, there's a few artists that are, like, big deal. And I'm thinking about one specifically that I don't want to name, but I feel like all of his despite how beloved his albums are to like a lot of the Kanye community too. Every time I listen, I'm just like, that sounds the same as every other song that I've heard like over yeah. and over again. 
Yeah, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, you know, having like similar sounding songs. But I think that's what makes Kanye such a dynamic artist is his ability to make so many different sounds and yet still have the same consistent quality song after song after song after album after album. Did, uh, did you ever have that moment where you just realize like, okay, I'm a Kanye fan and I'm saying that out loud <laughs> to people? Because I feel like it's still, it can be weird it's, in this day to I, like say it out loud to people. You know, unpopular opinion, but I think Kanye fans are the most depressed group in the world. <laughs> no, uh, no, yeah, I, I still get flack from my friends. I, uh, I'm very openly a Kanye fan uh, and I've accepted it for all its greatness and all of its flaws. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm ride or die, uh, but my friends will still give me some shit for it sometimes. So, uh, that, I mean, it was probably, I don't know. It was before, before yay and before Kids to Ghost dropped, but not much longer before, I think, when I was officially like, all right, yeah, 100% Kanye is the number one artist. <laughs> Speaking of your friends, have they, uh, have they had a reaction to the account? Do they, like... How do they discuss uh, the growth of Did Yandy Drop? Oh, man. I <laughs> I will never let my one friend forget about when I, I it, you know, after the Kanye post and it jumped up to like 200 some followers. I was like, guys, it's growing now. And he's like, chill out, dude. It's like 200 followers, all right? It's not that much. <laughs> and I, just, I just never let him forget it. But um, I don't know. They, they seem to have enjoyed it and stuff. They sometimes joke about it for me. They'll send like... Uh, Kanye tweets in our like group chat and be like, all right, so the album's not coming out like at me. Uh, uh, and you know, sometimes they'll, they'll, uh, they'll send me, they'll be like, Hey, this is a really good tweet. Like, you know, if I, if I tweet something that they think is really funny, they'll let me know. Um, yeah, no, they, uh, for the most part, I think most of them enjoy it. Uh, and if they don't, they don't voice it to me, which (laughs) I'm all right with. (laughs) So friends are for, but It's it's kind of funny because it's like at this point, voicing any kind of uh, negativity towards it, it's become such an ingrained thing after like a nearly a year of doing it. Yeah, yeah. The size that it's grown, it's like you're saying what now? <laughs> For real, it's like a it's like I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm too popular. <laughs> I have your have your agent call my agent. We'll yeah. talk. I'm gonna no, tweet I... about this. <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh do you yeah no i was oh go ahead i was gonna say do you uh do they serve as kind of a, a sounding board for some things do you do you run some ideas by people uh for in terms of content or is it just kind of like you sit and think yeah. do you have some ideas and go <laughs> yeah uh, i mean sometimes i um i don't want to bother them with it because i don't want to be like all right guys for my massive account which has eleven thousand followers and, you know, I don't want to be, like, trying to, like, flex on them with <laughs> uh, an account that's, you know, still relatively small for a music community on Twitter. But um, I, uh, I'll, I'll run things by them every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, if I tweeted like this, do you guys think it'd be funny? Just kind of get a little bit of a test and see if it'd be worth it or not. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is um, if someone, uh, you know, someone will see me on Twitter and be like, oh, what you looking at? And I'll just be like oh, you know, my Twitter and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, cool, let me follow you. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so I click on the profile thing thinking I'm still on my personal account. And the did Yandi drop pops up. And they'll be like, what is that? How many followers? And I'm like, it's a long story. It's just such <laughs> a it, long story. 
It's, it's hard to be like, yeah, it's an album about Kanye West, which they'll already probably judge me for. And I'll be like, yeah, it's a, it's a Twitter I made uh, for an album that he didn't drop. And then I just say no every day. And <laughs> it just feels like such an awkward conversation to have. And, you know, if you if you look at me, you probably wouldn't think, oh, yeah, that dude's probably like a huge, huge Kanye dude who probably has a Twitter <laughs> dedicated to one album <laughs> that isn't out. Right. And to be like, you do what? Hmm. Like that's it's more concerning than it is impressive. It's like, a, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I have the same experience sometimes when I meet a, especially like because I work from home all the time. I'm not meeting so many mm-hmm. people, but I'll go out with my wife and some of her coworkers or something. I'm like, oh, Chris, so like, what do you do again? I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> Kanye podcast. They're like, excuse me, what? Yeah, it's a it's a Kanye West podcast. It's just a thing. Or recently, there have been a couple groups that we've uh, that have started playing the game Know Your Meme, and mm-hmm. you pick who goes first by how many social media followers they have. <laughs> which oh, is, that's that's good. Yeah, it's fun, but also a little bit like how do I how do I best? These are all new people I'm meeting. How, <laughs> how do, do you, I? How do you say I have twenty thousand followers without? <laughs> right, and uh, do I try like including like how would they respond if I then included like Instagram and YouTube as in the total <laughs> like? Uh, no, probably just best to stick with. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but it makes for some a... interesting conversations. Oh, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, they get out there. <laughs> it's 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 still weird to me because you know, it's if I loved like you know, uh, Drake or like Khalid, like you know, uh, I have this appreciation for Kanye. It would be not nearly the same. I feel because there wouldn't be that whole idea of like, it's like a dark secret you got to keep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I do wonder too. I guess I'm very outside a lot of the other. Like Twitter can feel very big and small all at once, and mm-hmm. that yes. my Twitter's so full of Kanye people and Kanye fans that <laughs> my whole view of Twitter is skewed in that direction. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, would either of our accounts or concepts work as well for a Drake for an Eminem? Like, what is how is the community there compared to the Kanye community? Right. I think the first question you got to ask is, what other artist announces an album, then doesn't drop it and waits for a year, <laughs> announces another album, doesn't drop that album, you know? <laughs> so know. for me, for me, I think it might be a little more of a, a niche concept. But um, yeah, no, I, I feel you. It's, uh, you know, they say, oh, what? I don't know, like no, no press is negative or whatever. So I feel like with Kanye, that brings a lot of attention to anything related to him yeah people keep talking about is this uh announcement and not announcing or announcing and not releasing like a marketing strategy yeah for like selling merchandise and whatnot yeah just like you know he doesn't have to do anything else but do this and then when the album comes out next month everybody's going to be aware of it like which is yeah i understand and i feel like if you're not if you haven't like followed EA before and you just kind of see this stuff happening, I could see that being like the impression. But I feel like people who like really have, you know, uh, listened to Kanye and understand kind of what his whole thought process is, 
we, you know, it's kind of an understanding that, yeah, sometimes he makes claims he can't back up. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> he listens, you know, he, he goes through and, you know, he's a perfectionist and uh, he just wants to, you know, really complete the album. He's not happy with it yet. So. Which, so was the fate of uh, Yandi, right? Sadly, yeah. And, you know, I, my favorite thing is, um, I have open DMs because uh, you know I, I I'm fine with people messaging me and I try and respond to people uh, as best I can and I don't get to everyone but I try to uh, the I do have a few that I never respond to and it's like people who are like hey could you like retweet this or like give me a shout out no uh, <laughs> hey could you uh, um, hey you like check out my music on SoundCloud and it's like I I mean I get I get the hustle man but like. I'm just a freshman in college with no music connections. <laughs> I can't do anything for you, even if I like it. It's not gonna help. So, you're you're kind of wasting your time <laughs> messaging me about that. But a lot of people message me like, "Hey man, have you heard the Yandi leaks? Hey dude, there's Yandi leaks out there." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Believe me, I know." <laughs> but like, that doesn't count. <laughs> That's not an official drop. So. You know, but yeah, every time I listen to those Yandi leaks, I still get a little sad because I think a full version of that would have been really good. Yeah. What what could have been? I still have it. I still have it. Listen to the full album, full album leak. Yeah, there have been a couple that I've missed, um, but I know, you know, like 80 degrees, uh, the one that keeps getting renamed is it was like chakras and then like the storm or something like that. I don't <sighs> They're good. <laughs> and I, just, I just wish I, I just wish we could have gotten a full version, you know. It would have been so nice. It would have been so nice. And now I hear nice things about Jesus is King too. Like, I do, I do too. I was, man, I was jealous. I had a friend. Um, I've got a friend who goes to NYU, and he, I, I don't know, he's, he knows some people who. So he got into the Jesus is King one in New York. And uh, he told me, he's like, yeah, and I got to, like, meet Kanye. And I'm what like, the fuck? I'm like, bro, you're just going to make me mad. Stop. <laughs> wow. And he's like, I didn't get to say much to him. I was like, you should have just, like, been like, hey, my friend runs an account. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know. Now you're in your friend's DM. Like, there you go, yeah. Tell Kanye about Being me. Like, hey, could you give me a shout out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the roles are reversed. Yeah. Uh, that would have been awesome to get to meet Kanye. For real, that's that's the one thing. Being such a new you know fan, I you know I kind of hopped on board after like the Life of Pablo tour, and since then there's been nothing. So I'm hoping someday I'll get to see him live. But yeah, maybe you know. <laughs> uh, uh, Sunday service will roll through close enough to where you are and get for real go through i'm hoping we get some kind of tour with whatever's upcoming though it'll be interesting if it is like a jesus is king tour i guess it'll just be like going to church <laughs> yeah everyone's got to wear uh suits and dresses and whatnot to uh, the concert could you imagine <laughs> i mean it'd be unique he, he you know he doesn't shy away from having unique concerts that's for sure yeah i'd be very curious about that that'd be fun um, <laughs> that'd be an interesting concept <laughs> well so do you have a, a current kind of a top three albums oh man uh that's tough 
I think I, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy probably has and always will be number one for me unless something amazing comes out that'll top it. Um, after that, it gets you know kind of murky. It shifted a lot. I think I don't know, I've been listening to a lot of late registration recently, so I'd say that's probably at probably number two. I think um, I just love just kind of the jazzy feel of that whole thing. <laughs> Such a nice uh, difference. And then. For number three, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It's probably either Life of Pablo or like Kitsy Ghosts. It's just, man, I, I wish Ki- I wish Kitsy Ghosts was longer. But for what's there, there's such quality on that. Yeah, I often forget that it's just seven tracks. Like it, <laughs> for real, it, it feels larger than what it is at times. And then other times, I mm-hmm. listen to it and I'm like, man, <laughs> it's like that's good. But like, where's the full course? Come on. Yeah, it's like. I get I get ramped up and then it's over. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and do you have a like a top five favorite songs right now, or just some th- songs off the top of your head that? Oh man, I mean, Runaway has always been like special to me, just because that's been like that's like the one thing that really pushed me over the hedge. And same with the same with Ultralight Beam. Those two are always going to be in there just because of how they are. They're really the ones that push me into uh, listening to the whole discography. Um, I mean, ah, that's tough. <laughs> oh man, I was expecting some softball questions, man. Um, no, hard hitting journalism, right here. Of course, yeah. Uh, oof. um, Cuddy montage, Cuddy montage, I've always really enjoyed. It's my favorite song off Kids to Ghost by far, and uh, one of my favorites. And then. I, th- I think Real Friends and Wolves, just kind of those two tracks right next to each other, have so much power. I just, if I listen to one, I have to listen to the other. That's, that's the rules. It's like a jab and an uppercut. <laughs> For real. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like those two songs, they're very good on their own by far. But, like, together, there's, you know, something special. Yeah, and they even, like, flow into each other so well. Right. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, it'd be like listening to like the all the lights interlude without following it up with all the lights. It, you ah. know, it's good, but it's like there's something missing. Yeah, you know? just don't do that. Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> Scary. Hey everybody, we recorded the initial episode, of course, before Jesus's King came out. But now that it's actually out, wanted to catch up with Jackson again real fast and just see how he's feeling. Uh, you know, this first week in November, given a little bit of time to actually have the relief of the album coming out, and then uh, I don't know, some time to think about the album and what's what's next. So, Jackson, thanks for uh, being back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, glad I get to share my thoughts on the album. Yeah. So, I mean, at what point were you convinced it was actually going to come out? <laughs> Uh, when I actually saw it on Apple Music, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was when I was like, oh, cool. It's like actually out. Nice. There it is. Thank goodness. And too many times. Did you have a, an immediate feeling, thought? Because, I mean, this account had been like a year, almost a year at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my thought was if I say yes or if I say no, it's just going to piss off half of the people, so i got to make a choice. <laughs> my first thought wasn't even like, oh, thank God it's over. My first thought was, great, now i got to <laughs> figure out what I'm doing. 
yeah what do i say like there's a there's a weird pressure on you then mm-hmm. um, but and you you I went was, with listen to it you went with it's yandi 2.0 i'm counting it it's yes yeah I, I was like you know it's basically it's basically what yandi's turned into we're not getting the actual yandi pretty much ever let's be honest so right. i was like i don't want to just run this account forever i don't want to set a bot up so i'm, I'm counting it <laughs> And, you know, it did well. Is that your most successful tweet to date? 5.5 thousand likes? Yeah, probably something. It's either that one or the one I made the night that Jesus is King was supposed to drop with, like, the clown music and whatnot. It was one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty but, good one. Yeah. I was I was pretty pleased, actually. There's a lot of people that were like, you know, hey, it's like, that's cool. We'll support you. It's your account. You do what you want with it. We'll stick around. And I'm like, cool. Awesome. Yeah, response has been response has been good. Yeah, I, I found it to be pretty good, and I've actually gotten a really decent amount of engagement on just kind of the stupid stuff I've been posting afterwards. So, yeah, I was scrolling through earlier. I was just like one point seven thousand, one point five thousand, like getting all these one thousand comment posts. Yeah. I mean, it is giving you more creativity to talk about some like, other things like other than just the album. To like, one tweet a day of just some variation of no. <laughs> yeah, you get to you get to flex a bit more. Yeah. At the same time, though, it does because you know that gave such like a structure to it. It was like every day I'd always have at least something to tweet about. You know. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta like I gotta look a bit stuff. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes more effort now. Ah, oh, effort. No. Wants <laughs> uh, to try to get followers, not me. <laughs> Uh, you're so cursed. <laughs> so cursed. Well, so and then what? Uh, how'd you feel about the album itself? So, initially, I was kind of lukewarm on it. Not gonna lie. Uh, I, I thought there were some some highs, some lows. I was pleased with it, like the sound of it. But when I like actually read the lyrics, sometimes I was like, I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> um. I feel like it's grown on me even in the few, like, you know, couple weeks it has been. Um, you know, there have been some songs that I've really enjoyed on it. Uh, Use This Gospel is great. Uh, I like Follow God. Closed on Sunday, I just... <laughs> Man, I don't like that Chick-fil-A line. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes me out of it. But other than that, I really like that song. So, you know, it's been a mixed bag. I like it. I think it could have been better, though. But at the same time, knowing Kanye, he would have just kept it in the vault forever <laughs> if he kept trying to work on it, you know. Right. There eventually comes a time where it just has to be like, you know what? All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Out into the world. Um, yeah. So would you say Use This Gospel is your favorite? It's probably the one I've listened to the most, yeah. Um, I'd have to kind of go through and, you know, do like a full recheck to figure out which one's like truly my favorite but i'd say probably use this gospel yeah i don't know just something about that beat and that sax kenny (laughs) jeaton it's a nice combination of elements it's my favorite kanye singing moment ever too which Mm -hmm. surprised me i didn't expect that yeah yeah no he's he had some good notes on there (laughs) <laughs> you don't always get with the Kanye singing track, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then, um, 
do you have a an idea of what you're going to do with the account moving forward? Um, I mean, it's it's going to stay Kanye related. You know, it's going to be to do with him, maybe to do with rap in general, hip hop and rap in general, with like a more of a focus on Kanye. Um, because you know, there's other artists that I like. You know, I got Frank Ocean, Kendrick, <laughs> the you know the basic, the basic you know teenage white boy. I listen to hip hop. Starter <laughs> pack. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Tyler the Creator and Frank Ocean? <laughs> the kind of underground. Just you know, uh, I just like things that are a little more. Uh... I'm not like other boys. I listen <laughs> to hip hop, and <laughs> I'm not like other boys. Oh, yeah, man. perfect. Uh, I just want to say, um, just because I remembered, I forgot to share this on the last podcast. I had developed the theory that perhaps Yandi was. Uh, stolen from kanye perhaps there was a little uh clay z action in there oh see my theory is that clay was going to steal what yandi was going to be to try and force jay and kanye to make an album together oh my god see i'm thinking clay z he's like listen kanye said something about throne two there's been nothing about it since we got to try and expedite this process I like the idea that expedite becomes like the key word for Clazy just in general. <laughs> it makes sense though. I remember him sending a text message that was just mm-hmm. like, you're going to thank me later. And <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. But now that you, you know, this theory would put that all in perspective. He knew, you know, he knew it'd be a disappointment that we lost Yandi, but sometimes the hardest sacrifices require the strongest wills. <laughs> That's you're exactly right with that. <laughs> and I believe that's the philosophy that Clazy lives by. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only philosophy he lives by. <laughs> he's a he's a chaotic neutral. He's just right. You just never know what Clazy's going to get up to. <laughs> he's yeah. uh feels like he's everywhere. Feels like he can do anything. He's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> Oh, what a man he is. What a clone he is. Uh, but a mystery. He, he hates the C word. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't say that. It's almost as bad as saying boomer. Ooh. Oh, oh. I can't believe I just said that on air. Oh, I'm wow. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You That's, come onto the show, and this is a nice, was, respectable was, show. I'm sorry. I, I forgot where I was. You dropped the B word. The oh, B word. I just... I, I, I went... You know, my vision just went white with rage there for a second. I just, uh. <laughs> you, you millennials, <laughs> calling boomers boomers. Oh uh, nice. Oh, oh man. Any uh, any other final thoughts on the album, uh, future moving forward? Anything else? I don't know. I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, we've seen it. This, this wouldn't be the first time with Kanye albums. You get, you just got to give it time. I definitely think there was a pretty kind of middling response when it came out and then the like couple days afterwards but i think with time you'll see that a lot of people jesus is king grows on him and i'm i'm pretty confident that'll probably happen with me too it took a while for jesus to grow on me so it's king. it seems to be the the way of kanye albums at this point just like <laughs> what the hell is this and then not appreciated until a few years after they drop yeah then it's just like you know what hmm this was pretty good. <laughs> I think you see I like it with it. like the, like the huge like, 
um, the huge like upbringing that like uh, Life of Pablo has seen in recent years, at least that I have. I think I've seen a lot of people with like, you know, Life of Pablo is a top three Kanye album. And I didn't see that in 2016, 2017. No, I, I, Travis and I were certainly saying it, but overall on Twitter, definitely wasn't seeing it. And most people that I know in person are just like, Kanye, what? No, get away. So (laughs) I didn't have it. To be fair, we've learned that you and Travis are ahead of the curve. You know, in constantly just praising everything he does, (laughs) we have a 50-50 chance. We'll come around to it. (laughs) Yep, yep. It's a a simple numbers game. (laughs) Just give it time. Yeah, but But, no, I think think the album's good. I'm still still a big A fan, still going to be shit posting on twitter still <laughs> beautiful just gonna be doing last thing beautiful well looking forward to it and uh i don't know tweet again soon it's been since november 3rd absolutely it's been it's been a couple of days i'm running long material <laughs> yeah what are you doing here come on <laughs> i don't know i'm just slacking you know yeah well you'll you'll get it together soon i trust <laughs> there's always the next kanye album on the way I appreciate it that's true we'll be waiting for jesus is born in christmas yeah. if we don't get that Maybe a new album. Maybe a new Twitter pops up. <laughs> Scary. Well, so I think we're at the uh, at the time for your last call. I before you get going, which is your uninterrupted period to uh, talk about whatever you want and close out the show. Just want to say thank you, Jackson, for coming on and sharing some details about. I appreciate it. Did Yandi drop and your experience uh, with the account? Yeah. No. And. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, it's been a, it's been a good time running the account, and you know, I want to change it up to something new, maybe at some point. Um, we'll see, but I also don't want to, you know, I, I know if I do that, I'll lose a bunch of followers, which is fine. But I want people to, you know, if I ever do that, stick around, uh, you know, to see what's up next. It'll obviously be EA related if I do it, but um, I don't know, you know, like I said, my DMs are always gonna be open, and I try and respond to people. Um, I don't get to everyone just because I get a lot of you know DMs, but uh, I do I do try and um, I've had people in there that talk about you know uh, anything. You know, people have come in there and be talking about Kanye, obviously. Um, but I've had people come in. I remember there was one dude. He was like a single father, uh, and he was talking about how like he just lost his job or whatever. But like you know he was struggling to find a new one, but. Um, he always, he's like, he's like, every time I see your account on Twitter, though, it just makes me smile. Because he's like, he's just, it's fun to see someone that dedicated to something so relatively pointless. Um, and so I had a good talk with him, you know, and that was crazy. Uh, just to think that I could have an impact at all on someone, but especially, you know, someone who's going through some rough stuff. So, you know, I've made sure to keep in contact with him and whatnot. But, you know, basically, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I can't really do a whole lot, I guess. I'm not a licensed anything. Uh, I mean, I'm still in college, just trying to get through life. But anytime people want to talk about literally anything, you know, I got my DMs there. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I feel like, I, I feel like I have sort of a responsibility-ish, you know. I've got 11,500 people that follow me, so I should probably do something, you know, decent with that following instead of just you know saying no every day <laughs> but uh for the foreseeable future i'll be saying no every day <laughs> so 
that's that for me. This is the last call for alcohol.